0: Welcome, everybody, to Who's Your Band. I am your host, Jeffrey Paul. I am joined by my co-host, sporting, this <laughs> has got to be like a 90s-style Montreal Expos jersey, Mr. Sean Morton. How
1: are you, Sean? You know, I'm, I'm good, Jeffrey. You know I collect jerseys. I rummage through my 70-plus jerseys to try and find a Detroit Tigers or Pistons jersey, which I thought I had both, and I don't. I was going to wear it in honor of our guest, because I know he is from there. And I failed everybody. I, I failed everybody miserably. So I went with the Montreal Expo <laughs> you know
0: what? Let's bring in hug guest because I, I've been trying to
1: get this guy on the show and he could attest to it for probably close to a year now. Um, and I have been trying to get to, to work with this guy for probably 10 years because I, he is of the same ilk as me, so this is a good thing for me. I'm having a. I'm, I'm gonna have a great episode today. I'm telling you, it's not gonna be one of those when Sean calls it in and phones it in with the fucking <laughs> weed gummies. I'm fine. I'm good today. All right. So let's he- let's intro him. Okay. So this guy, you've seen him on America's
0: Got Talent. Um, he he plays headlines clubs all over the country. Um, he's a radio show host. Let's give it up, making his debut on this show. Mr. Kevin Downey Jr. How
2: are you, Kevin? Thank you, gentlemen. I'm lovely. How are you guys? We're doing fantastic. Good. Hey, no,
0: you know I want to... Uh, I've, I've seen Kevin and I've worked with him at Dangerfields and Broadway Comedy Club, mostly in the city. Um, one thing about Kevin... I don't know, Sean, if you've ever seen Kevin live, Kevin is a very unique act. Mm-hmm. Um, he really it is it's a, it's a great act it, it, it's a very different like for, we have a lot of stand up comics on this show and but kevin had the most unique delivery at for for a comic with from very very well crafted jokes oh god but, yeah. Yeah. right we, oh, we, we, that's oh, the god. thing it's not just <laughs> it's not just uh like emo phillips man he's doing he's doing like um, <laughs> uh i don't know if it's a character but it's a it's a you know joke number one joke number two you gotta it's, see yeah
2: him. it's
1: kind of like an autistic stephen
2: wright <laughs> yes yes i love that perfect I mean, we're well, you... we not met yet
1: <laughs> where
2: did you come how up we with not that met.
1: I don't know. I, we're trying to. We were, I was trying to get a show booked with us and my our good friend Terry McNeely, and uh, yeah, it's one of those awesome. things. It's one of those things where, like you know, and and he says it best, where you know we're all of kind of like the same level at this point. You know, like we can uh-huh. headline on the road and stuff like that. But when you're doing that, when you're all on the same level, your paths are constantly going this way, and it's very rarely yeah, that you ever exactly. get the chance to. You know
2: Terry McNeely <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm closing at a at a Dairy Queen in uh Gibraltar, Michigan. <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out like three days early. There's a bar down in fucking you know in the middle of Cincinnati. and The guy throws me like forty bucks on a bottle of gin, and I'm good. Then I just like stay in my car for two days before I headline for a hundred bucks.
2: Ah, <laughs> that's great.
1: Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, that's 100% accurate, too. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, where did you come up with that delivery?
2: Oh, um, you know what it was? I have such ridiculous uh, like, uh, anxiety about going on that I couldn't hide it, so I just sort of made it part of the act, and I just sort of toned it down and and just said, you know what, I, I want to be kind of a weirdo, and I, I just couldn't hide the jitters, so I just sort of threw that in, and I've sort of smoothed the edges over the past three in the third decades. So I don't come off as jittery, but that's how it started. Now it's just my being a weird beard. Just to stand out and not be every other white guy telling one-liners. Well,
0: that's it. That 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 is like the key right there. You, you do stand out. Do you think that helped you advance as far as you did on uh, America's Got
2: Talent? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at uh, whatever you want to pick, comedy or music, people who have an act. And when I say an act, I don't just mean like jokes. You have to have an act. You have to have a persona. You have to have a visual appearance that people can look at and go, that's the guy right there. That's like, you, it's, it's all an act. That's okay. why when I, when I go on the road, there's always some hipster with his uh, flannel shirt. And there's like, you know, there'll be eight of them. You can tell who the comics are. All you clowns right there. None of them stand out. They're, they all look like each other. It's almost like they're trying to look like each other. I just want to grab one and go, stand out.
1: Yeah. Well, that's one of the great things about the three of us. We don't blend.
2: Yes, exactly. I, like
0: I hope so, man. I, that, that I kind of feel sometimes is... is um... You know, is is a problem for me, but I I I liked, I always loved the dedication to the character that you do, Kevin. I remember okay. listening to, I think it was Opie and Anthony, and Anthony had was talking about you because uh, he said he was watching America's Got Talent. He goes, I don't remember that guy's name, and, and but he described your act, and then they looked you up, and then they, do you remember something like that?
2: I didn't hear about that, no, but. Before I knew Anthony, he he came to Governor's and he watched the show and then went on air and said nice things about me. So maybe that's somehow related to the first conversation about the show.
0: Yeah, so I think like sometimes like, you don't remember a count, but like you say, like someone like Dustin Chafin. I don't remember that guy's name, but the guy who wore the cowboy hat, right. or you know, yep. like like and like you, the guy, oh, that crazy guy with the hair, and you know, and you, and you you dress with the tie, you know, and the vest. You know, it's it's like you said, it's a look, it's an act, as opposed to guys who you say. All look the same, and when you just describe them, you say, "Oh, is that one of the seven guys we saw tonight?" And they all blend in, mm-hmm. and they're unmemorable. Exactly.
2: Oh, there was a the guy with the flannel and the beard, and he had <laughs> the black glasses, and he talked about weed a lot. Who's that guy? Right,
0: <laughs> well, being unemployed, or yeah, yeah, or, or 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 if you're in New York, you know, um, I remember one time I used to host um, the open mic at New York Comedy Club. Okay. And I remember we, it was like a great mic. I mean, everybody came to it. And we would have like, I remember one, one uh, afternoon we had like 33 comics who showed up. I mean, it was a long mic. 27 all took the exact same point of view. Guess what, Kevin? They were all against racism.
2: Oh, well, thank God someone is. We got the flannel brigade against racism. That's just like hipster doofuses is trying to get laid. That's all that is. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I really thought that was a very bold uh, a point of view to take that, you know, in a room, in an echo chamber, you know, 27 comics will all have the exact same point of view. It, it, re- it really showed courage. That's courage.
2: Yes. Bra- it's brave. brave. Exactly. Yeah. To stand out. Yeah. I, um, When I first started doing comedy, everyone was doing a. Thank you, by the way. Everyone was doing a uh, uh, who's the boxer, the big boxer. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Thank you. Everyone was doing Mike Tyson impressions. Everybody. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, don't do a Mike Tyson impression. But you would go to like an open mic in the city and there'd be 28 comics and easily, easily 12 of them are doing that. I was doing this thing in Florida and this guy goes up and this is slightly different, but one guy's wearing shorts in a, like a, um, a Hawaiian shirt. The other guy's wearing a suit and they're both heavy set guys. And the guy in the suit goes up first and he does an impression of Bill Cosby and he does an impression of Donald Trump. And he kills with both of them. So the guy after him, dressed like a schlub, goes up and does the exact same too. He goes, well, I, I know he did it. And his might be a little better, but I'm gonna do mine. And just uh, eats it. Oof. Just fucking eats it. And which like the, the next thing I was sort of gonna like wedge into is n- not only should comics have their own look, but fucking dress up like the comic should not be the worst dressed guy in the room and i've seen these clowns and and not even like nice sneakers shitty sneakers and uh not even a t-shirt but an undershirt you know a nice white one that's been around for a while a little rip and tear i'm going on stage and i'm like you look like the biggest piece of shit on the block like who would pay to see you i agree 100 percent.
0: unless you're a tell and you can pull off those jokes you're 100 right and on a saturday night if you're doing someone's Comedy show. If you're doing some fundraiser or a comedy night, you should kind of. I, I agree. You know, shows wear shoes in a college show. That's what I think. But you no, know what, you know what I hate. Have you ever seen all um, oh, these like lazy closing bits? Like, like Sean doesn't do it, and I, I probably wouldn't be friends with him if he did. Have you ever seen like like the, the fat guy closer when they kind of like do the lap dance?
1: Like, Coleman Green. <laughs> fucking short called people out. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't fucking care. yeah how you know many, time. you know many times I had a fucking feature for that fucking overgrown milk dud and he <laughs> pulls out a goddamn pair of like size 60 white fucking frugal looms at the end of the bit? Yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah, fucking I, horrifying. I, I have seen I at don't least...
0: Yeah, I've seen at least three, four comics do that one, and or or how about the hands bit when you put your hands behind your oh, back? Oh,
1: that's always fun. Yeah, you know why? Because everybody invented that bit. But you know, go back to fucking books in the twenties; they were doing that in fucking vaudeville. Yeah, for Christ's <laughs> sake,
0: it's an old improv game.
1: Oh really? yeah, yeah. That, but you that, know, Vic Vicenteo invented that. That's okay.
2: I, I think it's actually carved onto caveman uh, stone walls or something. Right, right, yeah. all- there's hieroglyph there's hieroglyphics
1: of like yeah. there's a fucking donkey and there's like the wheel and then there's some asshole going like this where you could put some fucking dumb girl could put her hands through. Oh, he's
2: gonna jerk off. <laughs> shut up. This is the yeah, other you thing. Know about- you know what else I hate? Um there you always see these like what large. Large black comics who are humping chairs. Have you not? I've seen like Ugh. five of them. Oh yeah, yeah, the humping chairs. Yeah, that that's a staple. Uh,
1: that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's- I'm 6'3, 350. You know how many fat jokes I do in an hour set? Two. Perfect. Two. Absolutely. Because you know the easiest fucking thing to do for me is to do a fucking 45 minute to an hour bit about being fat. No, it's two minutes and then it's done. And then I'm calling everybody else a cunt. <laughs>
2: My God, I can see, you know, you and McNeely are related. <laughs> yeah. He lives in my house when we do
1: shows together over here. It's fucking great. What, what state do you live in? I'm in Jersey. I'm in central oh, Jersey.
2: Okay. okay Got gotcha. yeah, so you.
1: I, I booked like four, three or four shows and I had everybody from Long Island coming out to Jersey. It was like, it was Kevin, uh, not Kevin, uh, Terry, uh, Mike Keegan and Carla on four Uh, shows over the past couple months. So of course, you know, Mike and Carla would drive home and Terry would puke on the side of my car and then sleep in my, in my my dog's bedroom.
2: Yeah. I, you know, I have video of McNeely puking on the side of (laughs) I-75 on a way to do gigs for this guy called disgruntled clown.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. That's a story for a book all in itself.
2: It's on the side and I'm shooting the video through the mirror. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. He pulls out. Go, what are you doing? I'm still of the side. Ah, just
1: fucking t- gets out. <laughs> we we did a distillery one time in upstate New York, like in the middle of fucking bum fuck, like west of Binghamton, where there's nothing. And then we oh. did had a great show. And then we wind up going to this bar next door, and we're drinking our faces off. And it's like five to twelve. And he's like, All right, I'm gonna call fucking Uber. And he's putting the Uber app. I'm like, you realize Uber doesn't work up here, right? Like there's no fucking people, right? So he's like, I can't can't get a fucking car. I can't get a fucking car. We're five miles away. What the fuck are we going to do? What the fuck are we going to do? The bartender hears us. This is how far deep we are into the middle of of New York state. They go, my cousin drives the cab. (laughs) Let me call him. 5 minutes later he just got home he'll be here in 5 minutes they have one wow. cab in the town of apple lake in new york <laughs> oh geez. <laughs> fucking great
0: now, you, guys ne- you guys have you guys had never really met until today
1: right no just on no. facebook and yep. so, so you you follow kevin on facebook and you, you i followed what? kevin for years because kevin has um i know one thing about kevin that i thought was fucking very interesting uh, besides the whole gun thing and the, and the AIDS and all that shit. Um, it was the <laughs> He doesn't have AIDS. <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, the collection of lunchboxes.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. The I, old school I love lunchboxes. Lunch
1: so you can look behind me. I'm a collector myself. I collect all kinds of stupid shit. I never knew. I anybody. Also- a- yeah. I collect a lot of shit, but. Um,
2: are, those, are those toys to your left?
1: Yeah, it's like over here is all the stuff I didn't take out of the box. Behind me is all the pop vinyls. I got, I got tons of other stuff on the other side you can't see because of the camera setup. But like, I got my guitars over here and my Yankee corner, my my Celtics corner. Wow. Yeah. And you got laid. What's that? And you got laid. Yeah. Believe that. (laughs) And you have toys. I have collectibles. I don't have toys.
0: But the point I was trying to make before is that. When you follow Kevin on Facebook, he is like really one of the more interesting guys to follow. Yeah, that's right. Because you know, know what oh, I like about Kevin. Know. Yeah, yeah, Kevin. Because you know what the problem is uh, is that you don't like to voice your opinion.
2: Yeah, that's why <laughs> I shouldn't just want to show up.
0: You're like you're like a shy, delicate flower, and you kind of like back <laughs> down, and you you kind of like you kind of like assimilate to, to the crowd. He panders to the oh, middle of the yes, room. Yes, he panders. You're a panderer. <laughs> No, Kevin, it's sure the right. exact opposite. Now, I'm assuming that's what your radio show is about?
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. So Absolutely. tell us a little about that. So it's on uh, Tuesday from 5 to 6. I'm going to be on Fridays as well soon. Oh, nice. We're ironing that out right nice. now. So I'm going thank you, we're going up to two days a week, uh, 5 to 6. It's just calling out the commies and saying everything that, you know what? Like, I will argue with people on Facebook just to have something to talk about on the radio or to write about i write for pjmedia.com so i will start a fight with some retard like adam Oliensis to get him to say something so ridiculously that's stupid that i can write about it and make money which i've done several times now
0: that's great so what, what are the things <laughs> that you that, that baits people into to these like you know social media wars? which i get i get involved in a lot of twitter wars but i'm, I'm really it just becomes so exhausting
2: Right, so I'll write an article. Like I wrote an article called uh, "Transgenders, Transgender People Are uh, the Most." uh, I forget how I put it. Like, like the most well-off victims, whatever I put it. Debate me. People, fuck you, you transphobic. But I mean, they are. They're so protected now that they don't get to play victim, and that's what I wrote about. And that just sets people off. And I just, you know, I just did this. It was kind of, I thought it was going to be funny, but I want to see if someone explode. I wrote, every lefty guy I know swears that a man in a skirt is a woman, yet no one I know has fucked one of them.
0: (laughs) Well. uh... (laughs) Sean, would you like to, you can come out to us, man. It's okay. (laughs) We have no problem with it.
1: Purely for the bit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Remember, Sean, if you're drunk, it don't make you gay.
1: That's true, too.
0: So Kim, let me ask you the rest stops. So let me ask you guys this. What what's your take? <laughs> I think I have an idea but what what what's your whole take on uh, the, uh, these uh with w- transgender uh women participate in women or collegiate women's sports.
1: I, I did a I did a Chrissy Mayer show uh, about a year ago. And, you know, she always uh, does the uh, the porn stars on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I was very honest with her. I had a transgender porn star on there. You know, it's very pretty, you know, very pretty, whatever. Huge rack, huge cock. They showed the pictures, everything, right? <laughs> Seriously, it's just the truth. And uh, I said, listen, you know, I, I, I never really, I'll say it here because no one listens to this shit, but I lean way right. OK, but I also have, you know, a lot I tend to be more like socially, uh, socially liberal and financially conservative, you know,
2: Me too. so yeah. I'm very
1: middle ground, you know, and I'm a huge. Wait, wait, st- so you're saying you have common sense. Yes, exactly. OK, so I have um, I have a lot of friends who have children who are transgender and I have comic friends who are transgender and friends in my personal life who are transgender. And I believe that they have every single right to do anything that any normal heterosexual man or woman should do, but they should not play sports. They should not do it. It's an unfair advantage because no matter what, if you have a uh, transgender woman who is a biologically born a male, I mean, physiologically, there's still a man, you know, right. you can change your genitals, you can change your breasts and stuff like that, but your genetic makeup is still a, Man, and your bone structure is different, your muscular structure is different. You know, there's certain things that are just better, just different. And I just don't believe in that. And she was like, well, they should have uh, divisions in every sport for transgender people. I go, I go, well, how are you going to have a transgender baseball league? Do you think that there's literally going to be eight teams worth of transgender baseball people that are good enough to play in the fucking league league? But in college
0: swimming? You can. I mean, what Leah Thomas is doing is making a mockery of every, every record in in the women. uh, Yeah. uh, I just don't agree with that. I, I
1: just don't agree with that. I mean, that's just my personal opinion, but I mean, yeah, you, you, You can't exclude somebody because if you tell them they have equal rights to everybody, I get it. It's just a personal opinion that I believe that it's kind of the the cards are kind of decked against you in that way. What
2: do you think? What do you think?
0: Have you you followed this whole Leah Thomas? uh, I've
2: written about Leah Thomas. Frankly, it's a little embarrassing to me that I get it. He thinks he's a woman. He's not. And instead of saying, look, you have some issues, We should probably work on them. They go, you are a woman and you are the best woman. And there are like real women who they can't speak up because they don't want to be kicked out because this is a bad time to have a, you know, a differing opinion. Uh, the coach from uh, the what do they call now? The commanders, Washington. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> got, we, will get, we were going to
0: have uh, Mike Westoff on uh, today. He's the uh, he was the assistant um, coach. And you know who Mike Westoff is? He's special uh-huh. teams coach for the Jets. Um, We're going to have uh, him on in a, in a couple of weeks. But that, that was something I wanted to discuss. Yeah. So the, the assistant coach for the Commandos, um, he just said he just stated an opinion. He just stated an yep. opinion and re- refresh my memory on, on what, what uh, this was about.
2: So he said that January 6th was not right. wasn't nearly as bad as the BLM Antifa rise. And he's 100% right. But he got fined $100,000 for saying it, even though players have taken a knee for the past three seasons and gotten away with it. Now, that's insane to me. So that's telling me, if you don't think the way the Politburo wants you to think, you will be punished. And that's why these girls and these swim teams, they tried to keep quiet for a while. Then they finally broke. a few of them said, no, this is insane. That is a man right there. That's a man with long hair. It doesn't matter what he says. If someone says, I'm a woman now, and the, the world's supposed to bend over for that person, that's insane to me. That person deserves to exist. Have at it. Buy all the, you know, mini skirts you want. But don't think that real women's rights should be thrown under the bus because the chick with a dick suddenly wants some attention. I don't buy it. Why?
0: Why do you think that these coaches are kind of like allowing that to happen, especially opposed and not every team has, has a transgendered uh, athlete on it. And I mean, there is no real end game. Cause when you're in college sports, especially in an event like swimming, I mean, the, the ultimate goal is to qualify for the Olympics. A transgendered woman is not going to ever be able to qualify for the Olympics. It's an international committee that, that that's just going to always vote it down
1: or will they a lot of
0: you don't think you know this is i agree with kevin i agree this this is this this is the reason why i say that right this is this is kind of like a uh encapsulate society today in one hand you'll have people protesting you know yeah you know transgender rights gay rights okay and that's fine in the same hand you know we got to give money to ukraine you know, gay marriage in Ukraine is against the law. You don't even yes. know what the fuck you're, you're kind of like, like giving money to or where the money is going or anything like that. So sometimes I think that people just want to be part of, of the group. Like remember after 9-11, you know, there would be these soccer moms who stand on the side of the road and like, hunk if you love America and everybody would do it. I think that's the way people kind of feel with these, with these progressive causes. They want to be part of the crowd. Sean, you I, want to go first? Yeah,
1: I have never once changed my Facebook profile picture to have the little the little banner on the side. <laughs> I got my vaccine. I got my vaccine. I got my shot. Did you get yours? Or, you know, you know, free Burma. You know, protect <laughs> Burma. I, I've never done that in my fucking life. Like, I, my aunt is guilty of that. My aunt has had one Facebook profile picture, and it says she has 97 Right, so I scroll through, and it's just Happy Easter, Happy July Fourth, Happy Memorial Day, Happy, and it's people just don't think for themselves, and that to me bothers me because I'm a free thinker. I've I told Jeff this before. I voted for Obama twice, and I voted for Trump twice. I'm a free thinker. I think what I want. You know what I mean? Like, and there's, right. there needs to be more people who do that. And another I mentioned this on the show the one time I, I had a I had a very not heated argument, but it wasn't heated on my end. It was heated on the person's end where they found out that I had voted for Trump early on in the first election. And she was like, don't you care about my rights? I said, absolutely. I care about your rights. But he doesn't. I go, I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about him.
0: What was rights uh, was she referring
1: to? Uh, about her body, about abortion. So I said, I'll tell you right now, uh, I am a firm believer that you have the right to do that. I said, you are a beautiful woman. I believe you have the right if you got knocked up by accident, by whatever, and you said to yourself that you don't feel it's right for me to bring this child into the world, whether it's because you're not ready, you don't have enough money for it, you already have seven of them, whatever the excuse is, you have the right to control your body and do whatever you want to it however if you're walking into that abortion clinic i also believe you have the right to have a gun strapped to your fucking hip and exactly. sh- that and that I, I literally saw the meltdown of a person who was so far left that believes everything the left does now yep. if i'm talking to somebody on the right they're gonna they're not gonna agree with me either because they may believe more in you know uh being pro choice being pro life than pro choice it's all just thinking for yourself yeah this is fox but then when you're done put on msnbc or put on fucking cnn and just see how fucking polar opposite both sides are
2: there's a great point none of them are right (laughs) none of them are right
1: that's the whole thing
2: I i was a big lefty too and it's not so much that I changed. I think the parties all took a little step to the left.
0: A hundred percent. Be more radical.
2: Yes, exactly. So the, the truth is, I'm a horrible conservative. I mean, you know, drugs, sex, parties, whatever. I, I'm into it. Like, I'm the worst conservative on the planet. But I'm suddenly a conservative now because I don't believe that men can have babies. So I'm a, I'm a, some sort of phobe. I'm. A, I'm at least two phobes there.
0: Yeah. At
2: least transphobic.
0: So, Kevin, what's so a woman?
2: I, a woman uh, is a female human being with a uterus who gives birth.
1: You ever see that video of the, of the doctor who was schooling the trans the trans woman? He asked him what a woman was, and she couldn't give the the explanation of what a woman was, but she Sean wanted her welcome. rights. We
0: have a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. That, that can't tell you what a woman
1: is. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: I mean, that, that's, that's it's kind of crazy. So this is the type of stuff you talk about on, on the radio show, and people call in?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, um, we're on uh, 103.9, 103.9 FM. Suffolk County, New York, it's Kevin A. Jr. No, I don't puke like that, I swear. I just did that to gross you out. Um, <laughs> yeah, we talk about, you know, we could have this whole conversation we could have this whole conversation on air. As long as we don't curse, it would be the same thing that, that we do with we do some breaks. And that's it. That's the only difference.
0: Now, who calls it? Is it do you find it kind of like 50 50? Do you find do you find, you know, it sways significantly one way or the other? I mean, do you get opposing point of views?
2: We, yeah, we haven't had a lot of calls, but the ones we get are most of them are people going, yeah, I agree. Or I agree with that. But keep this in mind. But I've never had anyone call up and say uh, "F you, fuck you, you, you Nazi." I'm gonna stand outside. I am a, I'm dying for one of those. I would love a death threat, man. I could get a <laughs> pistol permit in fifty states with that.
0: Now, because now, because of your point of view, and you're so outspoken about it, and like you, you don't hide it or anything like that. Um, that does it sometimes um, prohibit you from working certain clubs, or you know, or causing you relationships with uh, other comedians?
2: OK, so there's a couple of comic slash bookers who don't book me, and that's fine. I mean, we could probably go through who they are, but I have made so much more money from politics on, on the right than yeah. either of these clowns could have booked me into. Um, yeah, so I, I've got a couple of goons. They're probably going to watch this, and they're going to look where my next gig is. They're going to send an email saying, you shouldn't hire Kevin Doney Jr. He's a white supremacist. Who writes white supremacy articles for the white supremacist website PJMedia hey Kevin, is suprem-
0: that I'm, hold on a second? Is that term starting to lose some of its uh, sting, being labeled a white supremacist, just like being labeled a racist? Start because if you overuse it or misuse it, you know it starts to become desensitized.
2: Yep, there's a word for that. I I can't remember what it is, but there's a word for it. you. You use a, a phrase too often, uh, or a word, and it loses its meaning. Absolutely. I I write about this. I'm telling you right now, there's no organized white supremacy in the United States. We've had more black supremacy attacks than white supremacy attacks in the past year. Okay, go to my go to my go to pjmedia.com. It's all there. The guy in Waukesha, he ran over 67 white people, white or black supremacists. All he did was say, uh, I hate all these white people. Let's kill these white people. And I love Hitler because he killed Jews. Uh, Frank James, a subway shooter, black supremacist. Uh, black supremacists uh, shot a cop in the head in Florida around seven months ago. He was on the lam, as as they used to say, and they caught him on some black supremacist property in a treehouse. Like There's way more of a problem of black supremacy in this country than there is white. And if you want to talk about murder rates, black people kill twice as many white people every year as white kill black people. That's an FBI stat. That's not me talking. Um, and I love when people go, that's so racist. No, facts aren't racist. What is racism going? Oh, uh, white people are hunting black men so that black people go out and stomp a 17 year old to death on a basketball court at LeBron James's I Promise School in Akron, Ohio, where Terry McNeely worked this week. I'm just pointing that out.
1: (laughs) No coincidence at all.
2: No, none.
1: (laughs) I like how it comes back to McNeely. Always. (laughs) Yeah, that's how my life is. It really just circles back to Terry at some point. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, but that that that's a very interesting uh, show, and, and I think it's it's very hard for uh, right leaning uh, comedians sometimes to to you know to, to, to get not not to, not to get work. I mean, there is work to be had, but I think it's stupid to kind of like limit where comedians could work based on oh, their political it does affiliation.
1: Oh, it does suck. But like, I never talk about politics on stage. I think you know that, Jeff, you've seen me work before. I've never touched on politics or religion or anything on stage. Never once. I used to do one joke, that was it. I was like, if you ever thought like 10 years ago when you're watching The Celebrity Apprentice, if that guy with the really horrible hair and thinks he's God's gift to fucking women was gonna be president, I would say, yeah, goddamn right, I'd vote for Gene Simmons. That's the only joke I ever did As far as politics goes. But, you know, I say this to, to our friend all the time, too, is like, you know, I see his calendar and his calendar is stacked, but it's in red states. Yep. You know, so is it worth talking about it and then having to drive five and six hours for a gig? Or is it better to just kind of maybe talk about it on something like this or talk about it on a radio show and have the ability to work anywhere you want to work? It's a tough call. It's a really tough call.
0: I mean, you'll, see, you'll yeah. but Also, you'll see guys like uh, Gino Bisconti and Pat Dixon and Chrissy. I mean, you know, no, no, they're not really hurting for work too much.
1: No, but, because they also have a, a a full network backing them too. you know, what I mean, it's a very different situation. It's not one person who's going out and going rogue. This is basically a network that is a right leaning network. And that's totally fine. Yeah. They have to have balance for everything. But yeah, that they're a little different. I think it's a logical right. situation. But
0: you don't see it going the other way. You don't see someone who's leaning left and say, "Hey, you know, you got to pipe down." Your, you because know, that's
1: your... all of comedy except for that, right? Yes, that's, there's I'm like gonna...
2: nine of us, and two at least two of us are on this show. I don't know where <laughs> you stand, Jeff. Are you with one? Are you are you on Sean's side and my side? He's one of us.
0: Come on, he's one of us. <laughs> on. okay. one you of know us. exactly where I stand on on this. I know. <laughs> yeah, I have we we have, we have a mutual buddy. Uh, uh, Paul Bond who, uh, you, you know, at one time he was, he was con- contemplating, Hey, kind of hanging this up. And me and him talked on the phone. I was, I kind of talked to him out. I was like, you know, it's like you can't let, you know, this get you down, you know, because you know, he was losing gigs because of, of his opinion. And I got to yeah. tell you, man, I, I respect the shit out of him for kind of like not compromising and, and, you know, believe, believe being honest and being what you, you know, backing up with what you have to say. You know, we had brought this up on the show a couple of weeks ago with we had Gino on and, you know, I had mentioned that Malcolm X's biggest fear and he said the the biggest threat to, to black people was the liberal white man. Okay, because he is a he is a wolf in sheep's clothing.
2: Yep. And it's amazing to me that so many other people don't remember that. I mean, I, you've got your, you know, your Candace Owens and your whatnot, who are sort of leading the way. But I, I read somewhere that Trump got more uh, black voters percentage wise than anyone since Eisenhower. So that's a big turnaround right there, because Trump said it as it was. Black people have no tolerance for bullshit. White people frequently do. You can, I can lie to a white guy. I'll go, like, oh, yeah, OK, OK. Black guy's are going, no, you shut the fuck up. You're lying to me. I know you are. They have black people have no tolerance for bullshit. They out, love that. Direct
0: what do you what do you see coming up in the um, uh, the midterm elections in November?
2: I see they're probably going to cheat again. I hope they don't cheat enough to to make a difference this time. But they obviously cheated last time. You can't watch two thousand mules oh. and say it's not a smoking gun. It is that a infuriated
1: smoking. infuriated me.
2: Infuriated me. A smoking fucking gun in my home state of Michigan. Uh, which makes me mad because now I'm like, okay, so they're cheating here too. Like I expect it in Philadelphia, New York, but apparently Michigan has been cheating for years and somehow I missed it. But I think, you know, what Ann Coulter said it best. Anytime you find a big city that was built by Irish people, you're going to have cheating. And she goes, Detroit, Chicago, Philadelphia, she runs them down, St. Louis. And it's true. That's where it started and it's still going. Uh, But obviously I think the the Democrats are going to get pounded. They have nothing. They have nothing to run on except for we're trying to take guns, which keep in mind, I'm from Michigan. It's a very like my parents were Democrats. They were uh, auto workers, but they had guns and they told dirty jokes. They're not going to give up their guns for for Joe Biden. They're just not going to do it, especially if you live around uh, Detroit, Flint, Grand Rapids. Those people want their guns. Yeah. For what reason? We know. <laughs> we know. Well, Listen, it, you know, it was that, that's, a,
0: that's that's a thing, Sean. Because it, when you live in a city like New York, Detroit, uh, Chicago, you know, police response time is, is is pretty is decent. But when you live in in the suburbs, you live in 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 the place in New Jer- in New York where you are. If you live somewhere uh, all the way in Western Pennsylvania, where the, you know where the 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 local police station closed down at nine o'clock. Why do you have to protect yourself? It's true. So, you know, you do need these, these uh, guns. Do you think it's Do you think it's responsible gun owners that are doing these mass shootings, or do you think it's it's people who get the guns kind of illegally?
1: The gun is not the issue. People, I people don't understand this. It's a mental health issue. hundred uh, percent. That's my point. That's what I'm you know. Trying to it is not it. any. You know, these are an eighteen year old is oh. not full, it doesn't have a fully developed brain. Number one. Your brain doesn't stop developing till you like 23, 24 years old. So he's you don't have an opinion, you don't have the ability to hate that much at 18 years old, do you? I don't think so. I don't think you have the life experience to be able to hate something that that you know violently. It's a mental health issue. It's not the gun. I had an argument. Well, you can, that- can
0: you blame people? Can you blame people these days?
1: You have two years of lockdowns,
0: you've been indoctrinated, you know. Um people i think are frustrated and there's no one to to really to to express your frustration to i think people just kind of like lash out i think i think you know i I think people are just kind of like they just kind of snap and that's the scary thing because you don't know where it's coming from
1: i i agree with that let's switch gears a little bit here um because uh, Kevin, okay, how many cocks have you sucked in your yeah. life anyway? <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. yes uh, that, that's what that was the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Kevin. How many cocks mm-hmm. d- did you suck and which w- which one tasted the best?
1: Oh, the shoes uh, are coming off. The shoes are coming off. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's using other people's <laughs> hands.
0: <laughs> Kevin, you're a big uh, 80s music guy, right? Because the show is called Who's Your Band? Uh, who do you listen to? What kind of, you, 80s music. And you said New Wave. I mean, that could, re- that, that, that could be modern English to The Cure and The Smith. Who did you listen to uh, growing up?
2: Mostly modern English, The Cure, and The Smith, I would say. So I nailed yeah, it. Um, I listened to all of them, uh, Echo and the Bunnymen, uh, Bajas, everything you can think of. And you know what? I still do because uh, Jessica, my Puerto Rican, bisexual, gun-toting, Trump-loving fiancé, has Sirius in her car. Yeah. So we listen to First Wave a lot. Um, anything new wave-ish? I mean, there's some stuff I probably hated, but mostly I still listen to all of it. And I listen to surf music. Duran Duran is probably my favorite band in, in history. That I mean, people are like, oh, Duran Duran. Really? I mean, they've been cool for decades now. They're as old as U2 and way better. That's all anyone needs to know about Duran Duran. They've been at it as long as U2 and they're better.
0: Have you gone see them?
2: Oh yeah, oh numerous times, and John, I I would say, yeah, I would say their basis is one of the best bases in in music today. And very uh, underrated. I rock, yeah, he's very underrated. He's
1: great. He will be and, back for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame too, by the way. Yes, Which absolutely. Be very very cool. Been nice to see him on stage again with them.
0: Yeah, that that's a for great it. thing that they you know I feel a little overdue that they should have gotten in. Because um, when you when you talk about like the real heart of the mid eighties, I mean Seven and the Rag Tiger and uh, what, what was the other and, and uh, Rio are probably two of the maybe the biggest albums of the eighties.
2: Yeah, yeah, they've got a uh, huge. And remember when uh, what was that thing going on? A farm aid or something for the poor people of? And you know, remember Phil Collins did a concert in England. Oh, no, that
0: was um, uh, that was for uh, Ethiopia. That was, right? In
2: Ethiopia, yes. Yeah, that was so Live Aid. thank you. When that came out, Duran Duran had their uh, James Bond cover, or not cover, but their James Bond theme.
1: Beautiful Kill. kill.
2: Beautiful yeah. Kill, which was number one. So when that happened, they were like the biggest band on the planet. And you know what? Like every other band, they've had their ups and downs. And they're kind of like Pink Floyd. Like, you find an album you didn't know they recorded. You're like, what? When was this? I didn't even know about this one. Like, they have so many uh, albums over the years. Uh, and they do a great cover of Crystal Ship by the Doors. And they do White Lines. Yeah, by-
0: that was a great. That was on their <laughs> covers album.
2: Yeah, White Lines is uh, by Grandmaster Flash. Man, they, they, fucking, they, they rock that dude. Yeah, I think they're fucking great. That's that's that a great off. cover.
0: That you 100% yeah. right with that. I think I actually for me I think that my favorite album is is probably the first one because I love Planet Earth, I love Save a Prayer. I think they're such great 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 songs, you know. And you know and and you think and you could see as once they got into the 90s, you know, they really became like you know better musically.
2: Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. The album you're talking about, I think, has uh, Hold Back the Rain. Great song. I forgot Religion. about
0: that one. Love it.
2: Yeah. Hold Back the Rain, New Religion, great songs. Um, I was listening to them when they were Arcadia. I mean, that's how much of a – I mean, look at me. I mean, I dressed like them on what stage. What do you, mean you listened to them
0: when they were – because they, they became Arcadia after the random – remember, they took a little bit of a break, and yep. you, had, you had Power Station with two members. Yep. And then you had the other three that went on to do Arcadia, which had the, the big hit, um, Election Day.
2: Yep. I kept buying all of that stuff. Then they came back. Um, they had a, a song called Reach Up for the Sunrise in, I think, 2003. That was a huge hit. Like, they just have decades of hits. And uh, they keep going. So I'll I'll keep listening to them. I still think they're fun. And they're also one of the only 80s bands that tours on their own, not like... It's 80s night at the Brookhaven Theater. Come see uh, Hazy Fantasy in like nine bands you didn't give a fuck about. Yeah. Well how one reference
0: hazy fantasy.
2: Why did not you just go <laughs> with H- Hanoi Rocks? Because <laughs> Hazy Fantasy is a total <laughs> pussy band. This
0: is that that, that, that we we've talked a lot of music on this show. We that's have never come
1: had, up. We've never, never come had that up. reference. No.
0: <laughs> Kevin, man, pulling one out of the hat. That, that's a good one. Who else did you listen to? Were, were you a Smiths fan?
2: I wasn't a Smiths fan until years later because I found him whiny and bitchy. Poor <laughs> me, the boy with the thorn in his side. Yeah. And I wasn't into it then. But I got into him years later. Uh, echo I was big into Echo and the Bunny Um, You know what? I love the Go Go's. I was a big fan of the Go Go's, the Cars. Cars, very uh,
0: underrated band, I think. People talk about the great bands. You know, this is a band that didn't have a bad album.
1: Yep, exactly. That first album is one of the best debut albums ever. It's it's a great assist album. Yeah, it really is. I was a big fan of Sisters of Mercy. I don't know if that really falls under the the new wave. uh, This Corrosion was a great song. A great band. Yeah,
2: and the church. I I like the church. Sisters of Mercy. hey, no, hey, no, no. I think that's them. that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I love that stuff and that like Baja stuff. Um, yeah, I got a friend who was R- obsessed
1: R- with B- Peter Murphy. Like when they when he play, yes. played in the city like um, a couple months ago, she went like four nights in a row. He played this yeah. like little oh, club yeah. that has like two hundred people.
2: Yep, Bajas, love and rockets, all of that stuff. Any reason for me to put eyeliner on and go? You know, scare the white people in the suburbs of Detroit in nineteen eighty four? Ooh, yeah, I love that music.
0: Are either of you guys going to see the uh, Stadium Tour? For the Stadium Tour, yeah, you know, that's uh, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison. Uh, Joan I did Jer- not
1: get tickets. I did not get tickets for that. I have seen every one of those bands already. Um, I don't know that I need to go see that because I think that uh, Motley Crue is one of my favorite '80s metal bands, and uh, he just can't pull that off. Anymore. I think he's going to surprise people. I saw a video. I will tell you this. I saw a video that was about a few weeks ago, and it was. Uh, yep. I think he was doing Wild Side or one, one of like the. the oh. 80s wow. hits. Love that song. He fucking killed it. He really did, and I, I think oh, a lot yeah. of his issue was weight. I think a lot of his issue was weight. I, I you know because. It was affect... thirty five pounds. Yeah, you know, listen. Um, I might, I might pull a, I might pull a last minute. I'm not booked that night. I might go into see into City Field and see that show.
0: I'm going with uh, fellow comics.
1: You guys know, you know Joe Curry, right? Love Joe Curry. Yeah, I Joe, love Joe Curry. Joe Curry and Davin Rosenblatt. Love Davin too. That's a nice little. Uh, that's a nice little circle jerk. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be an interesting night.
0: <laughs> We're just I'm not, not going to talk about what we talked about here earlier in the show.
1: No, no, because <laughs> Joe will Joe will agree, and Davin will fucking have an aneurysm, and before fucking Joan Jet is <laughs> off the stage. Yeah, but it, you know what? It, I'm looking forward to that show.
2: Is Joan Jett
1: on it? Yeah, yeah. Joan Jett is on the. She's the. She's the first band.
2: You There's know what? Be She's a, be a, a band, hard band to before.
1: She's very she's hard be to a follow. follow. Dude, yeah. I'll tell you. I went to a show in Baltimore, to, to a concert in Baltimore, and I got to wind up getting a hookup, and got to meet her before her set. Very sweet. Very nice. Told her I played guitar for 30 years. She goes, listen, I'd love to put my arm around you, take a picture my arms have such horrible, horrific arthritis in my shoulders. I can't lift my arms up. She goes, I don't do anything with my arms until I go on stage and then I go balls out. And then afterwards I am drugged up with like, you know, anti-inflammatories and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, cool. Take the picture, awesome, it was my Christmas card. And then I wound up getting the text that says, hey, do you wanna watch it from the stage? Uh, no yes, way. I want to watch it from the fucking stage. So I'm I'm behind her keyboard player. And I forget his name, but he's her manager, and he's been with her for 40 years. And he was the one who brought it to us He goes, "Stand right here, okay? Stand right here, and uh, you know, enjoy the show." And it was a huge festival. One stage all the way on the other, end, opposite end of the football field, and then this stage. See the show. I'm in fucking heaven. I've never been on. I've been on stage a million times with a band, but I've never, you know, seen like that. I we went to see another band called Dropkick Murphys. That's the reason we went for this concert in Baltimore. I get off the stage after Joan Jet. We start walking to the other stage. We saw one song and said, "They can't fucking top that." We're out of here. We wound up going to the bar instead. Yep, he is a monster on stage.
2: Yeah, yeah there was some uh, Prince tribute and there's like nine stars on stage and she gets the solo and kills it. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no following Jones yet. That's all right. Any new comics out there? Don't follow Jones yet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I think, I think the order yep. of this tour, there's going to be a, a, a newer, a newer artist who's going to be opening the show, you know, just like as, as they open yeah. up the doors for the, for, and I think he's going to do about uh, 20 minutes then there'll be a kind of little bit of a break, and then Joan. I don't know how long they're gonna give Joan. She's probably gonna do about I figured them 30, and,
1: 35 minutes. And how about Poison? What are the they Poison's to getting about 45, and then Def Leppard and Crew get about an hour and a half each.
0: That's That's, that's, that's gonna be a long afternoon.
1: It's a, it's a real long afternoon, big yeah. time.
0: But um I, again, I'm look I'm looking forward to seeing this man. I mean, I, I've never I've never seen Motley Crew.
1: Are you kidding me? Never got a chance to see him. Wow, that's 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 a saw Motley
0: Crue never got to see
1: Aerosmith. I saw you Motley guys know Crue. Johnny
2: Benson. Yeah, I love
1: Johnny. Great guy.
2: John. Johnny Benson was at the Motley Crue show where Tommy Lee fell off of the drum with the riser. Remember? Oh wow! Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. When he, he t- turn around,
2: Johnny Benson was there.
1: So he's try, Johnny
2: Benson's the most famous person I know.
1: Cause he was there. I'm to you need to meet a lot more people, my friend. <laughs> hey, he's, Kevin, my fa- you... he's my favorite comedian, ice cream salesman. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> Kevin looks like he could be in a band. Oh yeah. I would yeah. do that. I got my guitars right here. I'm going to put him behind the keyboard. That's what we're going to do. We'll put Kevin behind the keyboard, keep him very mysterious snakeskin pants. <laughs> we just gotta figure out what our name is gonna be. I think the Dirty Whistles is no, good. But do you,
0: but do you sing or play any instruments or anything?
2: Yeah, I play drums. Yeah, okay, I can see yeah, that. Really? And I know yeah, Justa punk-
0: plays guitar. I think, right?
2: Uh, she plays the ukulele. That's right. And once a year, I'll do a gig where there's a band like these Poconos things. Mm-hmm. You know the ones. Uh, the, the, what the fuck dubs. Yeah, 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 the paradise street. Yeah, so I was, I, I actually. I did, uh, you know, I did my thing. There was a band. I got to play a, a song with a band. But I went home the next day. I had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow.
1: I did and that. When I, was, when I did, I did a cruise uh, right before COVID exploded. And, uh, you know, I do my set. And then I'm, I'm friends with the band. And I'm like, yeah, that's nice. Thing. They're like, oh, that's awesome. You know, and I go, listen, what do, you want, what do you want me to sing? They go, sweet child of wine. I'm like, okay, no problem. I said, listen, if I start cracking, jump right in. She goes, OK, no problem. I got the word she's got out of my mouth. And she took the microphone right away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to rehearse a little bit more, I guess. Listen, guys, this, fun this, show, fun show. This
0: this was a, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but we we, we, got, we got to wrap this up because we, we only got an hour on this. So, um, ah. yeah, Kevin, man, th- it's been a
1: long time. Thank you so much for
0: coming on.
2: Yeah, sorry we couldn't make it happen sooner, man. But let me know. I'll do it again. This is a lot of fun.
1: A lot of fun. And uh, let's yeah, try definitely. and set something up on the road. Look,
2: we got to do some drinking soon, eh? Yeah.
1: I agree. I have 97 bottles of bourbon upstairs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you again. Kevin, thank You're you guys. very much. Take care, everybody.
0: Subscribe. We'll see you soon.